Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Urban Mendoza. This is Jason Ortiz. And welcome to another episode of the Us Against the World podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. So today, you know, we have a really cool topic. You know, we wanted to talk uh, behind the scenes. Me and Urban, we're always talking about music. Uh, we really get along with the types of music we like to listen to. And we wanted to share with you guys some of the music that throughout our life, you know, has had a, a kind of a, a highlight in certain points, uh, whether they're, you know, tough times or happy times. We want to talk about that with you guys today. And yeah, um, so welcome to our, our podcast episode today. Yeah, solo episode right it's here. A solo episode today, actually. Yeah. Jason and I are ready to talk about the soundtracks to our life. Basically, that's a good way to put it, man. Soundtracks for yeah. sure. Now with technology now, like Apple Music, Spotify, we can listen to any song anytime. <laughs> so it's right. easier to, in my opinion, connect songs to with moments in our life, whether they're good or bad. We have songs there. Exactly. I mean, we all have playlists, you know, on our either Spotify or Apple Music. We all have a certain kind of mood that we want to go for. But these songs that we want to talk about today have a specific smell, a specific view yeah. a specific memory that we it takes us back like a takes, time machine for real like it's weird but it, these are good songs that, you know we want to share you put you guys on and of course you know also reminisce as boys here you know so yeah man if you want to get right into it if you're down all right look first uh, a lot of these songs relate to my journey of trying to become an interpreter right there so you go that's just the the context to it just the context to it okay first song is playboy cardi's yamin so it's spelled out y-a-y-a-h yeah. And then mean like M E A N. Shorty wanna ball with ten ten. Money sitting tall, y'all mean. What? Shorty wanna kick it with team. What? What? I got all this walk on me. Shorty wanna ball with ten ten. Money sitting tall, y'all mean. What? So this song, let me give you the context, guys. All right. So I'm like 21. I'm like 21 years old. I'm trying to become an interpreter. So be, so to become an interpreter, you need to pass this state exam. Super challenging tough state yeah. exam, bro. It's only offered twice a year. You get your results three months after you take your test. Imagine. And it costs like $350 to take. And there's only 10% passing rate. So it's so all the odds are against you. All the odds are against <laughs> you, and you need to be super patient because let's say you study hard, you take the test, you think you did good, and then you ask them, "So when do I get my results?" Uh, wait three months. You're like, "What?" Right. So you wait three months. You know, you check your mail. Like all, all your other friends and colleagues that took the test as well, they say, "I got my results. I failed." Oh, and man. then you're all like, "Like, oh no, what did I fail?" But you feel good. You feel like you did beast. So another another thing about this test is that it's four segments, and each segment you need to pass with a 70% or higher. Okay, okay. So if you get a 90, 92, 93, and then the last one you get a 68, you failed. So you lose one of those, you don't make the other ones. You don't make That's the other whack. ones, bro. Okay. So imagine you get your results three months later. You get the letter in your mail. They send you the results in the mail. And you see that you failed, even though you swear that you did great. Right. You swear that you, you you tell your friends, yo, I think I did good. I think I finally got it through. 
guess what? You did it. So you got to wait another three months to take it. Then you got to wait another three months to get your results after that. Money. Money. Oh, my God. It's, it's, a, it's a game of patience, bro. It's overwhelming. And that's why many people get discouraged after one or two attempts. Okay. They're all like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> Some other career. Yeah. Movie. Okay. So where does this song come in, Irvin? Get to the point. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so this was my third attempt after a year and a half, almost two years of trying. And I get the letter in the mail, you know. Uh, I don't open it right away. I take it to, to inside my apartment. Wait, this is when you're living in Park Lane, no? This is where I live in Park Lane. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Park Lane, Anaheim. Park Lane Productions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> so I get home and, you know, my parents, they're, um, they're on top of what's going on, too, in my life. Uh, so I tell them, hey, I got the letter. And then they're like, okay, okay, open it, open it. And then I tell them, I always say this before I would open the letter. I would say, hey, look, if I pass, great. If I don't, it's okay, all right, mom and dad? Like You're it, prepping them. Yeah, like I'm, I'm prepping them, For but I'm also too. prepping myself yeah. too. Like, hey, if I fail, it's okay. Because during this time, I was already working in immigration in immigration court Yeah. because of they needed, like, they were desperate for workers. So I was able to work there while taking the test. So I didn't feel too much pressure of passing the exam because I was already making pretty good money, okay money, right. in immigration court. Let's say I was still working at Walmart. That's I would story, yeah. be desperate to get passing scores on that test if I was still working at Walmart. But I wasn't. Thank God I was working in immigration court. So I get the letter and I told them, hey, guys, let's let's see what happens. Question, so though, I, question. Before, hit me, hit me, hit me. Are you, the kind of, are you the guy that always goes for the mail or like is it your brother or your mom? Like, Or you knew that during that time you had to go yourself? It would be my brother and I. My oh, brother, okay, okay, he, okay. It, it was either him and I. I don't know. I guess he was bored, so him going to the <laughs> okay. mailbox was like a, a highlight. I thought you were so anxious <laughs> that you would go yourself. Oh, yeah, okay, during okay. that. During that week, it was me that would go ah, get the okay, mail okay. every day during that week when when they would start sending them in Monday, right. on Monday. So I open the letter and I see the numbers. I see the first number is a is a eighty. Okay, that's good. Second number is a seventy six. Let's go. Third number is a eighty two. Hell yeah! What the heck? And the last one. No, bro, no, hold on. Sixty eight. Nah, percent. That is whack. Which means I failed the test by one word, bro. One word. When I saw that sixty eight and I saw the rest of the numbers that I passed, tell me what happened, man. I told my parents, like, even though I had told them, you hey, prepped them up, yeah. even though we we prepped. <laughs> I started crying, bro. What happened? Like, did you fall like a novella? You know, how, what I just, happened? I think I, I like, want to know. I want to visualize this for the for the listeners. Too. I want to know what happened. I got the letter. I put it on the table. Okay. And I just like, I stayed quiet for like five seconds. Did your parents ask you anything? Like, Amy, hold like, did you pass? My dad, he thought that I was chill. Like, he thought yeah. like, well, he said, you know, he yeah. wasn't going to pass. So it's okay. Yeah. But nah, bro, I just hit the wall, bro. Like, because I was pissed, bro. Yeah. I was like, how can I miss my two percent? I just started crying, like, 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 how is this possible? I got pissed, bro. I was really, really down. And my mom was like, "Hey, relax. It's okay. You'll give it another shot. You're already making pretty good money in immigration court. It's okay." In my head, I'm thinking, "No, it's not okay. If right. it's by two percent, how can that be okay?" But I digress. Okay, so this is where the music comes in. Like, Playboy Cardi's "Y'all Mean." Okay. I told my mom, look, mom, I'm really stressed out. I'm going to go for a run. It's like 7 p.m. It's already dark. I'm like, you know what? I need to go for a run, get my mind off things. She's like, all right. Like, no, they they didn't want me to go run. They said, hey, like. They thought you were going to do something crazy? Yeah, they said, I don't (laughs) think you're mentally stable right now. Like, just relax and, like, stay home. Right. Like, nah, nah, I need to go out and get my mind off things. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're all like, okay, like, we're not going to stop you. Go for it. 
Like I told them, hey, at least I'm just going running. I got other people are doing drugs and all right, that. Right, they stuff. go do no. drugs, get drunk. Yeah, yeah, do some other crazy stuff. Yeah, I start running. If I live in Park Lane, so going down the hill towards the left, going towards Valadez, Kramer. If you know that area, there's like a street that's a long street of a business street. Like uh, is that like the red gums, the blue gums, all those? Or yeah, okay, okay. yeah, they're like companies, like like warehouses. Well, they got it's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the afternoon, it's dead. And that's a good good place to run because it like in the, at night it's really empty so it feels like it's your street you know you you own it. Right. And I just put my playlist, bro. I, I have like ten playlists of running, like just music to run to. Um, and I have this playlist that's mostly Playboy Cardi, and I just put shuffle, bro. Like like I like Sale, you know. Yeah. All, all of these tracks are like ten out of ten. You'll running. take anything at this. Yeah. Point. Let's go. And Yao Ming started playing, and the beat, beautiful, bro. Like if you're just waking up in heaven or. Or you're like floating. It's like a Super Mario, Super Mario World level, like in the in the in the nubes. In las nubes, hey, bro, in the clouds, go. and I'm just hearing it, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, dang man, I think about the test, like it's gonna be all right. And then there's like a section where there's a flute, a flute, and the, when that comes in. And then Cardi's lyrics is like, and I came a long way from kicking doors, which means I came a long way from being a thug. Yeah. And now he's a successful rapper. I just got to me, bro. And I just started crying, bro. I just started crying, like, while running, bro. I just, like, my, I'm so stupid. I felt like too. But it was the music, bro. It was it was the instrumental. It was Cardi's voice. It was it was nighttime. Yeah. I was alone in that street. I felt like a Rocky. Let's go. So with that song, bro, everything just came together. And it was like Cardi was telling me with his music, hey, let it all out. You're alone. You're not alone. Right. I'm here with you. Just let it all out. And he hold the, he holding my hand, bro. You feel lighter, bro. I f- I felt like I was flying, bro. That's lit, man. That was one of the best runs in my life. And every time I drive past that street, um, for whatever reason, I always think of that night where I was running and, and listening to that song specifically. Play with Cardi's, yeah, y'all me. That's crazy, uh, bro. Yeah, man. So now you're successful though, meaning like you did pass it. So in a way, you are the lyrics right there. So yeah. it has a symbolism to that. Too. I'm not kicking doors down, bro. <laughs> In this case, I'm I'm not hitting walls anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. That's mine, bro. But, That's good, bro. Um, your turn, Jason. What's um? What's your first song pick? Oh, to our listeners, we're gonna pick three songs. Yeah, so yeah. Jason's gonna pick three songs. I'm gonna pick three songs, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. We know this is on top of our head, but at the end of the day, it is our memory. So technically, not on top of our head. So we did kind of plan these out, but for me. Um, this was back in like 2012, 2013, bro. I was about to graduate high school. Okay, okay. And it was back then when like I had a desktop. I think I got it from like Melrose, bro. Like they they hooked it up. Like oh, the yeah? elementary, they hooked it up like to kids. They give them out like, hey, these are old desktops that we we're giving out because we're making no, we have new ones. I guess they got uh-huh. they got funding or something. So if they were raffling them out or they would give them out. Like you would sign a petition, and my mom she got one. So we got hey. that, and we just went to the thrift shop and we bought a monitor. And it was like my my setup for like music and then okay. Beniak on speakers, bro. And I remember this was also when I had moved barely from Park Lane to Anaheim, like more were packing houses. We had we had that computer, so I'm like, all right, let's check it out. And then I would pump music because it had a good speakers, but I don't know why it was like a sound system, man. 
And obviously we liked hip hop back then, but I think hip hop was dying down. I think because the whole Bow Wow scene, like it was going down, and I think we were more into indie during that time. Oh yeah, like, yeah I gorillas like. The Strokes, like you put me onto a lot of these indies. Because I think radio hip hop was just lame. It was like, lame at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it was these, cheesy. Like, ca- yeah, cheesy. Like hook. Like here's a hook. Exactly. And that's it. Exactly. So I was like, man, let's go into indie. And we started listening to indie, you know. But I started listening to old hip hop back in the day. I'm like, let me give it a try, man. Like we obviously we grew up on like Fifty Cent and whatnot. Uh huh. The but game. I, but the game. But I'm thinking like, listen, let me listen to '90s music. And obviously there's like a tribe called Quest. And obviously, like, Dr. Dre and the whole, like, gang, gang, like, what do you call it? Like, gangster music? Gangster, yeah. But then I found out, like, Common, bro. Common. And I'm like, man, who's Common? That was sick. And the song, I Used to Love Her. And, like, her is it's acronym, like, H-E-R. That's the name of the song? I Used to Love Her? Yeah, her. Okay, okay. And I'm like, well, this looks like a good song, like, to listen to, you know? And I bumped it, and it was, like, it was good, man. Like, music videos about a kid growing up loving, like, hip-hop. But it's symbolism because it's a chick. I met this girl when I was 10 years old And what I love most, she had so much soul She was old school and I was just a shorty Never knew throughout my life She would be there for me or the regular Not a church girl, she was secular Not about the money no stuff was like- oh. And her is, it has a symbolism And basically it's about his love for hip-hop But he plays it in the song to be like a woman, bro So oh. he says like, she, like a, he, he, like he falls in love with a girl that's from like the hood and she see he sees her like changing through like the phases of music and like how we we experienced it too. Like we like you know, we used to like hip hop, like fifty cent, like more gangster music, the game, and then it transitioned to more like poppy hip hop. Yeah. Into now like mumbo rap and like, you know, the, all these generations. And same thing about this, he's basically saying that about this girl too. Like she comes from like, you know, like ghetto music, more like hood music to like more uh generic music, like mainstream music, I guess. And then she's changing. So he's seeing it like, wow, you know, like she's not the same girl that I used to love back in the day, but I still love her for who she is. And it's basically appreciation for the music as a hip hop. But she was there for me and I was there for her. Pull out a chair for her, turn on the F for her and just cool out. Cool out and listen to her. Sitting on bone, wishing that I could do eventually if it was meant to be. That it would be because we related physically and mentally and she was fun then. I'd be geeked when she come around. Slim was fresh, Joe, when she was underground. Original, pure, untapped, but a down sister. Who I tell you, I miss her. Yes, We're like, you know, old heads now, they'll say like... Man, hip hop was whack, you know. Like this hip hop now is whack. Like oh, okay. I like the old hip hop, you know. That's why I call them old heads, you know. So this song, why why it resonated with me is because during that time, I guess I was still trying to find myself with music that I like, and we always liked hip hop, of course. But I'm like, you know what? I like conscious hip hop too. Obviously, we like all kinds of music like that make us feel. Rap. Yeah, turn up rap or like you know uh, fun rap, I guess. But I'm like, you know what? This has a lot of symbolism, and during that time, bro. And the reason why it hit me because I was writing poetry, bro. Oh, I remember yeah, your poetry. Yeah, I was days. writing poetry. You so still my, write poetry, right? Yeah, I still write. And I used to wear that little hat, you know, like the fedora looking hat. And I was <laughs> like, and then Common would wear that hat too. So I'm like, bro, this guy's like the role model for like a rhymer slash poet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas other rappers, of course, had lyrics, you know. But I, I listened to that song every time and it would inspire me, bro, to the point where like I, it, it made me write lyrics about a certain girl I liked back in the day. And I'm all like, man, this is like symbolism because. A lot of people would think, oh, Jason's in love. Like, he's writing poetry of love. Okay, yeah. But nah, bro, it was like symbolism to, like, bigger things. I, you basically use this formula to where, for example, if I'm talking about, people think, what's oh, a love poem? Like, I'm talking about a girl, but it's actually, like, I'm talking about God, or I'm talking about the moon, or I'm oh. talking about a car, 
And people would think, oh, he's talking about a girl. But it's like, if you really look into the details, like curves, for example, you would think, oh, he's talking about a girl. But no, he's talking about a car, for example. Yeah. Like my first car during that I got after college, for example. Or if I'm talking about, you know, the brightness that that person brings into my life, people think, oh, you know, she's a really positive influence to him. Uh -huh. But it's about God. So using that same kind of formula that he used in that song where he is talking about a girl, if you use it in that perspective, but he's actually talking about the state of hip-hop and how he's seen it change. So I was like, man, he's making me think outside the box when it comes to creativity. So I'm like, I'm going to use that. And I think later on he makes another song recently, like I think 2019, 2018, like addressing it like to today's state of hip-hop. So it's 25 years later, man. Dang. And he gives it praise. He's like, you know what? I still love you to this day, even though like it's new rappers, like I'm not like the cool guy anymore. So I'm thinking, like, bro, this is cool. Like, you have to appreciate where you come from, but you also have to appreciate the future, you know? Mm -hmm. And I brought this up because, you know, like, I always say, like, TikTok's whack or, like, a lot of these, like, memes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, cliche. new generation this of, new like, generation's viral. cringe. But for us, you know? But maybe we have to appreciate it because that's their uh, liking, you know? I don't know. <laughs> it's I think, relative. I think I have the right to hate on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, cringy. And cringy is normal, cliche. man. I agree. I agree. Cheesy. Or not cheesy. I'm corny. I just want them to be happy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. but... but uh, Two things is what I observe. Well, talk like, to me. So, so one thing is like, you really like that song because you saw that formula as a huge influence. Yeah, exactly. On you, and like, okay, I could talk about um, the moon or like my car or like whatever thing, and talk to it and and describe it in my poetry as a as an object, as a person. Exactly. And that's how people would like resonate with yeah, it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, make it simpler. Yeah. Yeah. For them to think about it. Yeah. And second, you would see the his his view of hip hop changing throughout. And then finally him releasing an updated version in 2018. You see that as like, it's okay for one to change as, with the times as well. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And appreciate it. And I'm thinking like, bro, once I find a woman and, you know, we, I realized like, bro, I love, fell in love with this woman. We're all going to change with together, you know? And that's what True. he sees. Like he is still a hip hop head and he's growing with it and he's changing, but he still appreciates it. But I like his I like his artistry too. Like I like the way he is. Like oh. uh, he's just a classy artist, you know. Yeah, he he's like has a beard. He has yeah. like dresses like all like New York. Yeah, cozy. He's cozy, man. I love him, man. But yeah, that, that's guy. my story, man. On that one, I know it's uh it's it's not as specific as yours, but it was a moment in my time where I was writing poetry, bro, and I was yeah. like, I'm gonna get inspired by by this rapper, you know. But yeah, bro. What about you? What's your what's your second choice, man? Um, I, second choice. I'll go chronological order with like how. My life was progressing. Okay, and, okay. Um, second song is Kendrick Lamar. Hey, let's go. His song Fear off his album Damn. Damn. So Fear. So this song is. It's good. So, so I was working. <laughs> it's good more than anything. It's a seven minute novel, bro. It's like a. It's like a audio film. Yeah. Every stone thrown at you, resting at my feet. Why, God, why, God, do I gotta suffer? Earth is no more, won't you burn this mother? Where was I in this moment in my life? Again, interpreting. Um, just as FYI, interpreting career, it really took up like five, four years of my life trying to chase this goal of getting certified and getting a nine, eight to five job, like 40 hours a week, right. which was my dream and goal back in the day. I just wanted job security and knowing I'm getting this amount of money to help my family. So like four or five years was just dedicated to chasing that. And thank God I'm, I made it. 
Um, it came with a price, physically and mentally. But hey, nobody said it was easy. I don't know what's a better saying to think of right now. Um, That's every, a good one. Yeah. Everything comes with a price. Reaping the fruit of my labor, and I could only look forward in life and the future with a positive outlook. Exactly. The past is the past. But where was I <laughs> now in the past? Okay, with the song. I was in immigration court. What year uh, is this? Like, what, around what year? 2015? 2014? So, so, damn, dropped 2017. Oh, so even more. Okay. Well, 2017, okay. yeah. Uh, I was working in immigration court because, A, they were really desperate for employees, and, B, they didn't need any experience from anyone, and they didn't need you to be certified. So that, that, that test that I was taking to work... Or L to to work as an interpreter. Immigration court said, "Forget that. We don't care if you have that. Yeah, we just we, need you. We just yeah. like if you're good, like just pass our 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 assessments, our evaluations, and if you're good, here's work." Yeah. So I got through the door like that. So I wasn't a, a an official employee. I was a independent contractor. So I was like freelancing, and I had a homie that started the same process like that, just like I did. No experience, no certification. And he was like two years older than me. Yeah. I was like 20, 20, 21. No. 21. No. Well, like 20. I was like 20, yeah, 21 yeah. when I started. And he was like 23, 24. Okay. And so we really clicked in class and we really clicked because of this whole journey together. Like, hey, bro, you're going to pay us this amount if we if we pass. Right. And then he's all like, I know, bro. I can <laughs> quit my job tomorrow if I do it. And they're like, yes, let's do it. Like if we, if we try hard and all that. So imagine two young 20-year-olds well, early 20s, yeah. get thrown into this world of immigration lawyers and judges and powerful people. And it's quite intimidating, to be honest. It's a new world of professionalism. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And your honor and counsel. Navigating those waters, you know. Like, you talk with your homies at, like in, at, in the hood, like, yo, what's up, bro? Hey, right. And then you go into immigration court and you can't say, hey, what's good? Or, 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 hey, what's or, up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> or, like, hey, what, like... Like, right. like, what y'all mean? Or, like, it ain't like that. Or, like, you can't say, like, I ain't tripping. Right. You, know? you can't say that. So, it was hard, bro. It was hard working during the few months because they don't prepare you in school for certain type of vocabulary, like, or, like, certain type of words. Like, since it was immigration, people were fighting to not go back to their country because of um, political reasons. Like, they said that they helped in an election. So, they would use these, like, terms that I never heard in my life, like, ballots or uh, running like running for mayor like right. how do you say running in spanish and so it was because of their requirements being so low getting employees you would see lots of turnover yeah you would see lots of people coming to work one week and then like a month later they're, they're they would be gone because they wouldn't make the cut wow and so my homie and i we had the fear of being cut we would talk about like bro we're making this amount of money like it's not a lot, but it was more than minimum wage. And where we come from, we thought we were balling. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're set. Yeah. yeah. That's when Kendrick Lamar's Damn Damn came out, the song Fear. And that song, it talks about like Kendrick's fear throughout life. It's cut in three verses. So the first verse is about Kendrick's fear when he was a kid, a baby. The only thing that he feared was his mom. The only thing that he feared was his mom whipping him. Right. Um, whether it's because he dirtied his Jordans or. <laughs> He would tell social workers that his uncle lives with them, or he would just get his, or he would snitch on his mom for getting whipped. Whipped, Both. whipped, whipped. <laughs> He would snitch on his mom for getting whipped. So yeah, his mom was whipping him again for snitching on him, getting <laughs> snitching on her, getting whipped. Yeah, that's reality, though. Yeah, really. yeah, that's no, facts. no, it's true, bro. <laughs> and second, second verse was Kendrick. Um, fear was when he was a teenager, like living in Compton. His fear was just dying. 
right. um, from a random situation, occasion, whether it's going to the store and then getting shot by because they think he's a gangster or getting killed by the police because they racially profile him right. and dying as someone like unknown, you know, in life. He has these dreams of becoming a rapper and he just dies and no one knows who Kendrick Lamar was. Right now, we wouldn't be talking about him if he, if he was at the wrong place, wrong time. And the final verse is what gets me the most, made the song super special, was the fear of him becoming a rapper, becoming successful, and then losing it all right. because of the label like, screws him, stabs him in the back, they leave him with nothing, which they do to a lot of rappers. All right. Like one hit wonders back in the day, like Chingy, Paul Wall, all these all these rappers that you see like balling in music videos, and then they're gone the next year. Like, they're dropped, happened? yeah. Yeah. Kendrick talks about that a lot. Or getting screwed by his finance 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 advisors. Right. He talks about Rihanna. Talk about Rihanna like yeah. happened to that. Yeah. And just him talking about like I feel like everything, all this could like there's a verse, there's a line he says like um thirty thousand a month and I still won't buy me a Lexus. Exactly. He's afraid of losing it all, bro. He's like, I'd rather save my money in case I'm gonna I lose it all. Which makes sense if you come from a place where you have nothing. Right. Where you come from, like obviously Kendrick had way harder situations than me but but i related to that like coming from nothing all this money is god playing a joke on me is it for the moment and will he see me as joke take it from me and leave me worse than i was before at 27 my biggest fear was losing it all scared to spend money had me sleeping from hard to hard scared to go back to section eight with my mama now stakes are higher too yeah yeah so I, so I would tell my homie, like, hey, bro, like, look at this song, bro. Like, this song, Fear. His name is Alan. I'll just shout out his name. You put him on? You put him on the song? I, yeah, bro. I'm oh, like, bro, okay, listen okay. to this song, bro. Like, this is us. And then he's all like, bro, it is. Where bro. were you guys at? Like, in a car? Were you guys uh, eating? What were you guys doing when you put him on? We were eating. Oh, okay. We okay. were eating. Like, it was downtown LA, so we, we felt kind of balling. Like, you know, like, other businessmen. Yeah. But, like, they didn't know. Like, the businessmen didn't know that we we're, like, freaking, <laughs> like, young and dumb and, like, scared of losing our jobs the next day. Yeah, they don't know. You're just blending in. Yeah. So that song really, um, really connected with me. I, I, I even showed my parents, like, yo, I don't know how to express myself that I'm afraid of losing this job. Here's this song. Hopefully you understand now what I'm feeling. Damn, that's good. And, and I don't know if they ever, like, understood, like, oh, okay, we get your fear. Um, it'll be all right. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if they react like that. I, they just say, "Oh, that's cool." You know, like, right? Oh, that's cool, Irvin. How did you feel though? How did you feel when you told them that? Like, you told your parents that because they, they, like you said earlier, like they, you're doing this not because of yourself. It is obviously because of yourself, but for your family too. Like, you wanted this job to have a secure, stable income, yeah, to help them out. So, their reaction wasn't like what you would expect, like super introspective, I guess. But how did you feel venting to them? I guess I. I felt like maybe they did get, like, uh, it felt good just letting it out. Like, look, this is how I feel. Right. I can't express it in words, but this Kendrick Lamar in this song, he did. Especially that bar about um, still making making 30000 I still won't buy me a Lexus. Right. It's, I, I would break it down. Like, yo, that's a powerful line. Like, he's afraid of going back to Section 8, exactly. like the song says. And then they would be like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, that is tough. And then they would say something like what a mom and dad would say, like, oh, don't worry, everything will be fine, or just pray to God and all that stuff, which is good advice. Like, in the moment, it's like, yeah, yeah. but after you, you want I don't know, more bro. practical, I guess. After, more yeah, after you hear it a lot all your life, you just want like something different. No, we said that already, yeah, too. Like, we always see we, we're believers of God, of course, and we tell everybody, like, hey, you know, pray to God and it, it will get better. But that's like, it's like a band aid, you know, to your situation. 
like obviously god wants you to put action so that's on you you know at this point to put in action which you did you know in this case like obviously yeah. you're, you're you got your money you know you got your your thing going on yeah no i did uh i did put in the action and i and i survived two years and a half there i i only left because i got i got hired at, at la county like officially like a, a real right. a legit job so i i said thank you to immigration court and but I played my cards right there in immigration court. I was, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I was, uh, whatever you need me to do, your honor. <laughs> I was, uh, if I made a mistake, which I made a lot, I was, uh, I would say, uh, interpreter's correction, I apologize, your honor. Or even after I would mess up a hearing, bro, a hearing, yeah. a court, a, a, a case, Yeah, I would, I would, I would feel bad. So I would tell the judge, like, your honor, um, I really apologize for messing up in that word. I, did I say I promise I'll do better? I don't think I did because what if I would mess up and I promise you? I promised and you choked. Nah, I would tell them <laughs> I apologize, Your Honor. It won't happen. I don't know. I don't remember what I said, but but I would always you would address your I, your mistakes. Yeah, I would always address yeah, my yeah. mistakes, and other people wouldn't. Yeah, they yeah. would be too prideful or they would be too reserved. Scared, bro. But I was scared of receiving an email telling me, "Hey, you were reported for this for this mistake. Don't, don't come, come back tomorrow." tomorrow. I'm like, bro, no, because. Because that will happen a lot. And that's my story with fear with Kendrick Lamar. That's another song that now I don't have a lot of fear anymore. Um, but every time I hear that song, like in the shuffle, in the car, it, it takes me back to that to that moment of time. Like in that moment of, in that time of my life where I did have fear for like two years and a half, bro. And hey, I'm good now. <laughs> that's a good point. Now, in your case, Irvin, for example, you obviously, it takes you back um, to those moments. And obviously now you have you're, like you said, you have your your gig now. Like you are officially certified. You know, are you fearful of anything else? Because there's always a next thing. Like he said, like he goes from the phase from like where he's like he's scared of his mom, and then he's scared of like the hood, and then obviously he's out of the hood now. But he's even scared of his careers like ending. I don't know where. So what is everybody lives in fear a little bit, you know? And just being honest, I guess. I have some fears. I do. Um, I don't think I'm ready to share with them. No worries. On, uh, this is maybe here. for some other time. This is a little yeah. teaser. Yeah. I do still have fears, bro. I mean, we're human. So right. every day we, I think I'm worried about the unknown more than anything. Scary, I'm, I'm worried about where will I be in, in a few years? Not like job wise, but like mentally. Mm. Um, and some other things that I'd rather address off topic. I want on one. Cause that's a good question, bro. Yeah. That's more um, like over like a coffee or a drink, you know? Yeah. For sure, man. But what about you, bro? Let's, let's switch it up to you. Next song for Jason Ortiz. All right, yeah, so we address this with, like, hobby a little bit, you know, where, um, you know, we, we go to college and we're trying to find ourselves, you know? So at this time, I guess it's during college, and it's one of my first, I think it's my second year, and I was commuting, bro, to college. Like, I barely had bought my first car. Like, my mom barely had a car. Remember, she would drive us to school. Oh, yeah. That was I her remember. car. We only had one car for the family, and obviously, we went our own ways, so I had to take the bus, bro, for the first time. You would take the bus where? To, to UCI? UCI, bro. I didn't know you took the bus Two hours, bro, and I would use that time to, like, Listen to music, you know. It's like a, it's like a movie, bro. Like a typical movie. You're in the Eight bus, mile, you're in the corner. Yeah, you're M&M. in the corner, and you listen to music, and like, you know, you, and somebody sits next to you, and you're like, yeah, you can sit down, and it's that typical interaction. Okay, okay. I only happened for like three months, bro. Because hey, I'm like, because FAFSA didn't come in clutch, bro. Yeah, like they would take a minute to come in, you know. And I remember uh, the last time I took the bus, bro, was during midterms. Um, it was my Chicano Latino class. It was it was it was gonna be the class around three, but I left early because I was gonna go study or before the test, and I was gonna eat some or eat or drink some coffee before it. So I was supposed to get there at twelve or something. So three hours before, you know. Okay. Um, and I would only go to school and come back. Like I really didn't interact too much with people, um, other than school. So 
I was like, all right, I'll bet there. Bro, I took the wrong bus. It left Whoa. me in Santa Ana. And, bro, I mean, it was back then when the phones were a little bit cheaper. So I didn't know how to use GPS like that. So I'm like, and I was so prideful, dude. Prideful? I, I was prideful as in, like, wait for another bus or, like, ask for somebody to give me a ride. I didn't know what to do, bro. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk it. Walk it from Santa Ana walk to Anaheim? Santa Ana to, no, Santa Ana to Irvine, bro. In two <gasps> hours. And it seems like it's short because Santa Ana is a city right next to it, right? Heck no, man. man. But it That's wasn't, like 10 bro. miles. In feet, it wasn't, yeah. So I'm like, whatever. And I was using, like, bands back there. Like, sh- shoes that weren't good for walking. Now we wear, like, comfy shoes, you know? You weren't skating, bro? You weren't a nah, skater? No, I wasn't a skater, bro. I was just faking it, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no, but um, I was prideful, dude. I'm like, nah, bro. I need to, like, go. Like, screw this. Like, I'm going to go. I'm not going to take a bus. I don't even know what bus to take at this point. Because back then, you didn't have, like, I don't think uh, the Okta had, like, online. Like, you had to look at the thingy on the corner. And oh, yeah. And look the map the, there. The schedules, bro. The those schedule. are hard to read. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to take me. So I didn't. <laughs> but I took Google Maps and that back then to walk, though. I'm like, I could have just been smarter and taking the bus. But I was prideful, bro. So then um, I was Hey, like, bro, that's a characteristic that you need to, like, I need work to work on, on bro. bro. We're prideful. all working on it, man. Hey, we, we I'm, I think I've gotten better, man. Okay. But it's like a prideful as in, like, I'm not, still, like, I'm not mean about it. I think it's just for me. Like, I need to learn how to, like, uh, ask for help. Again. Rely on others, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got you, man. Hey, thanks, bro. We're I know you, help do. you I know. I know. I know. Okay. I, I believe it. Um, But I guess the point with the story, I guess, with the song, because the song is called, uh, it's from Chicano Batman, bro. And I was listening to that during that time. And it was, it was I, I don't know how I got put on, bro, but it was like YouTube, I think. Like the algorithm okay. kind of put me on. Shout out somebody. Algorithm. Yeah, algorithm be putting work. It was a Cycles of Existential Ram, bro. It's just a chill song. And you would be like, what the heck does this song have to do with like that moment? But it was literally the song that I, because I, I was so prideful that I wouldn't even want to change the song, bro. I was like, I'm going to listen to this song again and again and again. I was like okay. that mad, bro. <laughs> but I'm like, it stuck to me. Obviously, it's for like two hours I was walking, dude. But it was a nice walk. I'm not going to lie. But I was, I got a ampolla, you know, in the back. But this song then, it transcended. And then I took the test, bro. I actually took a test and I got 93, bro. Oh, nice. Bro. So I was like, there you go. No pride there, you know? But I guess that that song really started like the whole like you know what because I I felt good about taking the test I was like all right and I've always believed I'm really good in tests bro so it wasn't like a big thing for me like oh, passing. you are good at tests yeah, I mean, yeah. you made it to UCI four GPA higher four nah three point nine bro still bro it's the same thing nah bro you're 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 beast but, but at I the, took the at right the scholar steps. game man yeah, yeah I took the right steps and that's why I'm saying like I should have asked for more help I probably could have got a four or like recommendation letters but that's you know I'll digress as well. Um, and this song itself, I remember it was, I started joining like this organization at UCI, Hermanos Unidos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were obviously pro Latino male, like, like what you just said right now, like learn how to be like reliant on others in a humble way, of course. And like ask for help and find mentorship and network and all that fun stuff, you know? And I was like, you know what? I've never had this. So I'm down. Let's try give it a try. And obviously it's like a, a bunch of Chicano Latinos, you know, hanging out. And, like, we grew up as Latinos, obviously, but, I mean, we were just ourselves. I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't really identify as, like, 
I just identify as a guy. Like, I don't really want to say I'm Mexican or I'm American. Like, I don't know. How, yeah. how would you identify growing up, I guess? Would you say, hey, yeah, I was a Chicano? No, right? Nah. I would We're say, just dudes. I would say Mexican, bro. Yeah, Mexican. Me. Yeah, like Mexican. Like, we, we wouldn't, like, claim, like, a political reason to be like, oh, yeah, I'm Chicano, you yeah, know? No. Like, I stand for, like, equality. No, we were just doing our thing. Like, we were yeah. listening to music, you know? We were doing, like, playing marbles and all this. But then I guess that identity started kicking in in college, and obviously I was writing poetry, and I was all into Chicano Latino classes, not because of the movement itself, but because of like who I am as an individual, you know, like a yeah. Mexican American person. And I was like, you know what? I had a professor there, Professor Morales. Shout out if he ever listens to this. I don't know what's up with <laughs> that guy, but he's around. He's around. Um, shout out, and he helped me write the book, bro. I, I published the oh, book, the poetry book. Yeah, nostalgia, bro. Nostalgia. nostalgia, but it's a play on words. It's like no, like knowing. And K N O W and nostalgia. So yeah, I copped the book. I have it here. Is it good, bro? What do you uh, rate it? I saw your review on Amazon. Bro. I, I reviewed you it. You rated it five out of five. You said good job, guy, <laughs> or something. Like that. You said something. No <laughs> bias here. I just really <laughs> like the author. <laughs> For real. Yeah, bro. And he really helped me out. And I remember during that time, Chicano Bama had like concerts here, bro, in Orange County. Like it was before they blew up, oh. and now everybody knows them. You know. Not to say that I'm a, I'm a trendsetter or like a you know I hyped them up before. Or yeah, I, we yeah. know artists before they hype up, you know, but we do. Yeah, hey, low key, yeah, we, we we do. We have a track history. We have receipts to prove it. But, we do. But we go do. on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we, I went to um, one. It was random, dude. Like some of these hermanos, they said like, "Hey, bro, like we know that you like." Because I would post on Instagram every Chicano Batman lyric or like the album, whatever. And they're like, "Hey, Jason, like I know we don't hang out that much, but we know that you like Chicano Batman. One of our friends is lagging. Do you want to go with us to a concert?" And I'm all like, yeah, let's go. What the heck? Let's go. And I'm like, where? It's like, oh, it's going to be in Pomona. And, bro, we went. And it was me and my buddy and two other guys that came later. But me and my buddy were really networking. We got a beer. Uh, I think during the time he had a crutch. So we even, um, we used that to our advantage, bro. Hey. We, two things happened there, bro. We uh, we were able to see the concert. It was it was from that album. So it was like, obviously, that's what the main topic of the of the event. I'm like, hell yeah, these are the good songs. Yeah. Um, and they had that one, The Cycles of Existential Rhyme. And why I like that one is because it's super chill. It talks about, you know, basically like you going to like a place like that, like a concert, and you meet a beautiful chick, and you're just looking at her, and she's looking at you, and that's it. Like there's not really anything that happens. Like, And that happens a lot to us, you know, where we're like maybe, like, maybe you're at a test, bro, maybe, and you see this cute girl, and she looks at you, and you look at her, and you smile, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. all that happened, but you knew like in your mind, like, wow, like, kind of even see butterflies we and everything. have a life together yeah and maybe she too you know like she's thinking that but what you guys, song would be our wedding song exactly but nobody really does the first move and that happens you know but i guess in the song even the video bro is amazing like he goes to this bar he's uh the band is playing and he he's alone bro think about it. it's like just going by yourself to a bar he sees this chick that's also alone and he asks her to dance and they dance for a little bit and that's the end of the video it's like super simple but it's cute but i'm in the This is like it's true because it's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of us, like where it's like it doesn't have to go to another extreme, you know. Like it's just little cute things like that, or like when you're and I remember at UCI there was banda night, and you would just ask a girl out to dance, and they would be down, but there was nothing like 
they were, it was all innocent, you know? Like, uh-huh. Let's just dance. You know, this is our culture. Let's celebrate it. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to have to go with you home tonight or something. Yeah, or like, no. There was no commitment to that. There was just like, let's just have fun. And it's a beautiful moment. We're Latinos and we're hanging out, you know? So that's what it brings me back to. And then that night, too, just a bunch of Latinos, older. And it's funny because they, they have a lot of older, like, like people that like them. Like fans? Fans, bro. So I was like, wow, this is awesome, you know? Like, being able to be, like, with people from diverse ages. But we're all, like, Chicano, Latinos. I bought a shirt, bro. I was rocking oh, yeah. it. And the best thing is I was able to meet them back. Uh, they came out. Okay. Like, from their, like, they were putting their stuff in their car. And, like, hey, bro, can we take a picture? Have a picture with them. Oh, nice. So it's our bro. hermanos and them. And I'm like, wow. And I've seen them blow up. I'm like, dude, I had pictures with them. And it's crazy. That's crazy, It's bro. crazy, bro, because later on, like, um, they came back to Pomona, and I was able to take my family, bro. Full circle. It came back, bam. So it's just, it was just the moment that I was leaving, bro. I was, like, celebrating my, my, I guess, my culture, like, the way I felt about myself and finding myself in that. Finding yourself. Self, yeah. Yeah, man. But that, that's basically what that song reminds me of. And every time I put it, it just takes me back to, like, a cold drive night, like, after a concert. And, like, that's yeah. it, bro. Like, you just had a couple beers, and, yeah, you're chilling. Would you say that? Because I remember you, you talked about this with one of the guests, like your UCI homies that yeah. during the college era or phase, everyone goes through that that phase of like finding yourself, like mm-hmm. your roots. Yeah, that's true. So Chicano Batman, you think that they ignited that that flame? Yeah, it's ironic because obviously in the name it has is like Chicano Batman. But we don't know. Th- what is that? You know, Chicano Batman sounds weird, right? The name. Yeah. But then uh, the logo was like the Batman logo, but it was like the Chicano in the middle. So I was like, what is this? This is funky. And they would have like old school music, you know, like music that our parents like. No, they, they're yeah. a cool band. Yeah, like yeah. The, the album covers, it's like nostalgic. Nostalgic, bro. Like indie, you would think like indie. like from the 70s, like hippie, yeah. but they're like the Chicano side of it, you know, like Angeles Azules, yes. Angeles Negros, yes. like that. And they had that vibe. So I'm like, bro, this is my generation, but also appealing to like what my parents like. You know, when you're driving and your your dad is bumping music, oh man. So you put on your earphones and you're listening to like <laughs> hip hop or something. Like, wow, these are the artists that are today now. Playing the same type of beats, but lyrics that are like appealing to me. Yeah, so it's like whoa, it's coming back full round. You know, like we said, you said earlier, like it's it's taking me back to my roots. So that was a good moment, and like we're established. Like, all right, this is this is something that I would like yeah, know, to no. listen to. That's cool, man. That you you had that um, phase like at that time in your life, and lot, lots of things came from that. The it concert, did, concert, it's you a know, poetry book. I remember the shirt, the masapan, right? Masapan, like masapan. Yeah, it's like a masapan one. Yeah. The green one too, with like the little boats. Like they're they're sad. I remember <laughs> you sent me a bunch of music, like songs from them. I was like, bro, like why are you checking these songs out? I thought you like hip hop, but that I was know. just me dumb thinking, you know, back then. Like you could only focus on one genre. But but no man, that's cool. Now, they they are big now. Yeah, bro. But also like I still liked hip hop, obviously. But it was like just a different change, you know. Like you, if sometimes you listen to Spanish music, you listen to indie, you listen to hip hop, and doesn't mean that we're like stuck to one genre bro which i like that's why we hang out a lot because we can listen to any music we're like hell yeah that's good man all right guys well we're looking at the time right now and i think this is a good place to cut it i know many of us have to cut it yeah we have lots of errands to do maybe you got to wash the laundry or i don't know bake some cookies (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we were gonna have a, a third song jason and i but because of the time we're gonna cut it here if you really like today's topic and, we, and, and you like to hear a part two, you know, with the third song and hopefully get a guest in here and just or just talk about music, songs that have impacted our lives. Let us know in the comments or in our IG stories or just DM us. We're all ears, you know. Um, yeah, guys, hit us up, you know, let us know. And we'll even make like a post or something or a poll and maybe you guys can let us know. And yeah, yeah. depends on the feedback that we get from you guys. 
if we see a lot of listens, if we see a lot of, hey, good episode, that means we'll continue this train. Exactly. That's the point of a feedback. You know, if you give us feedback, you know, it's like you're feeding us like more kind of topics, if anything. And nos ponemos gorditos para yeah. ustedes, you know? Yummy. <laughs> um, but yeah guys thank you guys for checking out uh this episode of us the solo episode of us against the world podcast yes, sir and hopefully for season two we'll do more solo episodes along with more guests fyi we have two more episodes to go for the season two more guest episodes and then we're done with season one then we're gonna take a break for a month yes, sir. we'll come back for season two bigger and better how uh, stay tuned and find out. Exactly. Corporates have some good ideas for us. Yes. So we're, we're, we're ready. We're ready. Uh, yeah. Bigger budget. <laughs> nah, just kidding. But yeah, guys, this is Irvin Mendoza, your co host, checking out. Here you go, Smith, Jason Ortiz. And we'll see you all next time. Hey, see y'all. Oh